Do you ever feel like manifestation is just another thing on your to-do list that you don't have time for? Like your spiritual practice is something that you have to do? Honestly, you're not alone because I felt that way too. Something that's really changed my relationship with manifestation is blending it into my lifestyle so that no matter what I'm doing, I'm also manifesting. I call this manifestation as a lifestyle and it single-handedly made the entire manifestation journey more enjoyable for me and I've seen my desires show up with a lot more ease. Manifesting as a lifestyle has made manifestation go from feeling like a task to something I just naturally do because it's who I am. If you'd like to learn more about this, I've created a step-by-step guide for you. I'll link it in my show notes so you can check it out. Welcome back to another episode of the Affirmation Addict Podcast. Today we're diving into our inner child and developing a relationship with them, understanding what our inner child is craving. And if you've never even heard of your inner child, I'm going to be diving into that as well. So today's a really fun episode because we get to understand the core of a lot of our insecurities and patterns and things that we don't want, a lot of them root from our inner child. So that is what today's episode is all about. And I will be teaching you how to develop a really solid and mindful relationship with your inner child. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Agarwal. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so, so much for being here, and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. Actually, wait, before we get started, I wanted to check with you. Have you heard about my new app? It's called Affirm It, and it's your one-stop shop for all things affirmations, manifestation, and self-healing. I really have been wanting to create something for you that truly empowers you to realize that you genuinely have everything you need within you. You don't need me. You don't need any other coaches. This app genuinely has everything you need to get that life that you've been trying to manifest. And it has gentle daily reminders, guided audio affirmations, sleep affirmations, affirmation reminders, and so much more good information, good energy, and so many things that I know will help you manifest your dreams. Because I'm so grateful for you, I'm actually offering you a free seven-day trial. And this is a genuine seven-day trial. That means you don't have to type in your credit card. You won't be automatically charged. There's no ads and you get complete access to the app as if you've already subscribed to it. So if you do want to learn more about the app, head over to affirmation-addict.com slash app, or if you're ready to dive in, head over to the iTunes app store and search for Affirm It. The Android version will be coming soon, and as soon as it's ready, I'll be sure to let you know. Now we can officially dive into today's episode. Hi, everybody, and happy February. I know I have not recorded a podcast. Well, I haven't uploaded a podcast in a little bit, and that's because I have been busy batching some episodes for all of you before I head over to India to get married to the love of my life, which I'm so, so excited about. We leave on February 10th or so. Um, I'm honestly not sure about the exact date, but we're heading out, and we will be there for a whole month, and my 
my complete intention is to be so soaked up into wedding stuff, have everything done before. So that way I can enjoy, be present and show you guys the present moment. So I am recording a couple of episodes ahead of time for you guys. And this is one of them. And basically my intention with that is because you guys are my family and I want to make sure I'm still there for you. And it's something that really mattered to me because I know some people will say, well, just enjoy your wedding. And I agree. And I will 100% enjoy my wedding. But to me, this work that I do is just so important to me and means so much to me that I can't help but not think of you guys and my listeners and my audience because you guys are seriously just my second family. So That is why I am taking the time to batch in the midst of wedding planning and all of that. And a lot of you have been asking me how wedding planning is going, and that's been going incredible. Um, I do think I have mastered the route to having the least stressful wedding planning year ever. And so I will be creating a whole podcast on that because I think there's so many dichotomies and myths around wedding planning having to be so stressful. And so I really disagree with that and want to challenge myself through my whole wedding planning process as well. So that is a whole nother episode. I think it'll be the next episode for you guys. But today, after my little update, we are going to be talking about our inner child. And so first off, if you don't know what your inner child is or who your inner child is, your inner child is just an energy. And in this space, in psychology, in basically kind of the law of attraction, world and basically all of spirituality really your inner child is an energy and an entity inside of you that is the root for a lot of who you are. And in other words, the reason we call it the inner child is because it's a really well-known fact that our subconscious minds are developed from ages zero to seven. So, and your subconscious mind accounts for 95% of your daily reality. And that's why it is such a big deal when people talk about your subconscious mind and your inner child, because those two forces kind of go hand in hand. Some people call it the same thing, but those two forces together account for 95% of your current reality, whether you are 20 years old, whether you are 30 years old or 50 years old or 80. A huge, huge part of the way we work, the patterns we develop, our belief system is developed in those early prime years of zero to seven. And that is something a lot of people think is super hard to believe when it's the first time they hear it. And so that is why I wanted to dive really deep into our inner child today because I think it's something that can often be ignored. It can often be just set to the side because it's like, oh, it's a child. It doesn't matter. But in reality, it really matters. And it takes up and accounts for so much of your reality that you probably have no idea. And you probably don't even realize how powerful and potent your inner child is. And so what I like to think of for my inner child, rather than thinking of it as like a little person inside of me, I like to just think of it and acknowledge it as an energy that's really close to my heart. And the reason it's so close to my heart is because I feel like our inner child and all children are so vulnerable, so raw, so pure, so innocent. And that's why I like to keep it near my heart because it feels just right to me. And so if you want to use that to help you kind of visualize and stay into with your inner child, that's the area I personally like to focus on when talking about our inner child. 
And so when you're thinking of your inner child, I like to think of it as the version of me that is so, so whole, so pure, so raw, and just like a divine energy, like so un. I don't know, like not messed with. That's what I like to really think of our inner child as, as the energy that is just like our pure self. And maybe most of our inner childs are seeking extra love and extra attention because that is what inner child and all children really want. All children, we just need love, attention, and nurturing. And I think we all have an aspect of that within us, even as adults. And that's why I believe the inner child work is so beautiful because it recognizes that as humans, as adults, we still need the love, attention, and nurturing that we did when we were two years old and our parents or our caretakers would help us get to where we needed to be. And I think that acknowledging that we all do have an inner child somewhere inside of us, even if it's not literally for food and eating and sleeping, that we don't need that care and love, we might need it in support for our work. Or maybe you need it and someone who will just listen to you at the end of your day and hear how your day was going. Those are all forms of craving for someone to hear and acknowledge your inner child. So if you can't resonate and figure out where you might need your inner child, I invite you to just think about your childhood. If you don't know what your inner child needs right now, some people might know right off the top of their head where their gaps are, but if you don't know where your gaps are, take a second right now and think about your childhood. Was it super happy? Do you remember it? Do you not remember it at all? Do you only remember things with one parent or one person or both your parents? How was your environment? Like, How was the relationship between the people around you, whether it was siblings, family members, parents? extra family, maybe no family at all. How was that for you? What was your childhood like? Because the environment and the people who were most prominent in your childhood form a lot of who you are right now. And that doesn't mean you can't change. That doesn't mean they mean poorly and they're not responsible for your insecurities. That's just kind of the way life works. And now that we have this knowledge of being able to heal and communicate with our inner child and we understand that concept, we can change from there. So inner child work is not meant to blame the people who raised you. It's not meant to shine a bad light on them at all. Inner child work is to actually acknowledge them and see them for who they are because maybe they have an inner child that's healing as well. And when they were raising you, maybe their inner child was being projected onto you as well. So it's kind of like a long cycle of inner child work, subconscious healing, and generational healing, to be very honest with you. So that's why I love inner child work because I think it's so interesting about generational trauma, generational beliefs, generational cycles and patterns that come up, um, I think it's so important and really cool to actually see how that plays a part in our lives today. So that is really who your inner child is. And I think the common ground, as I already mentioned, is that all of our inner childs are craving love and attention and nourishment. Our inner children are essentially just little beings of 
energy and entities and rooted in some of our deepest beliefs. And in those moments where when you were little and your mom might've snapped at you or your dad came home from work and was really tired and you were so excited to show him something you made at school, but he was so tired and didn't even ask you, those types of really tiny memories or kind of like moments have a huge impression on us. So for some people that turns into feeling like they're not good enough. For some people that turns into feeling like I'm always a disappointment. For some people, it might become the emotion that, hey, I'm never good enough and no one needs to hear my voice. For some people, it means that I don't have anything to prove, so why am I here anyway? These small, small moments in our childhood can have some huge impressions, and that's not anybody's fault. A lot of this knowledge was not even made known to the public. A lot of this knowledge was not understood. And so this isn't something to blame anybody on. Once again, this is something to understand and reflect on and start to heal. And what I like to call this, and not even me, but what a lot of people like to call this is reparenting because parenting, whether it's your actual parents, people in your life, your school teachers, all of those figures and authorities in our life were parents who taught us a lot of what we know, a lot of what we believe. And we pick up on a lot of their habits and energies and beliefs. And so what reparenting is, is consciously understanding who your inner child is, listening to what your inner child needs, identifying what your inner child wanted back then and what they didn't get and how that might've translated into an emotion you hold super close to your heart today. That's really what reparenting is. And then finally, it's reparenting, literally rewiring and reteaching your inner child that, Hey, that's not true anymore. Let's release that memory and let's replace it with an even more beautiful memory. And it's such a beautiful thing because I think it goes hand in hand with affirmations and rewiring your thoughts because all of it in the end comes down to just the energies of words and thoughts and beliefs. So all of this is so intertwined and I think it's so exciting. And so when you are trying to reparent your inner child and trying to understand how can I heal, I really recommend asking yourself and starting off with writing a letter to your inner child. And this can be done multiple times, but that's the best way for me that I believe you can get clarity. So your action item for this podcast episode, firstly, is to write a letter to your inner child. Whatever comes out naturally is right. There's no wrong way to do this, even if nothing comes out, even if just I love you comes out, that's fine. But whatever you feel intuitively that your inner child might need to hear, I invite you to write a letter to your inner child as if you are the older version of your child and you're speaking to that version of yourself now and let yourself talk to the inner child. Let yourself give your inner child that love, that acknowledgement, that kind of energy that needs to be there for your inner child to feel like they matter because that is seriously what being a child is all about. Being a child to me, from my understanding so far, has been about expressing yourself, being able to be your authentic self, show love, receive love, laugh, 
play and just release and be vulnerable. I think children are so raw and honest and that's what your inner child is craving. But we, through learning and society's kind of do's and don'ts, we've changed a lot of who we are to make sure we're quote unquote normal. We fit that mold of not being insensitive, being politically correct, being diplomatic. All of those different things are going kind of against your inner child and against what you know as who you are. So when you speak to your inner child, when you write that letter to your inner child, just talk to it and tell that inner child what you want to know. And I, sometimes my letters are super short. Sometimes they're really long. So I invite you to do that. And then on the flip side, after doing your inner child letter, have your inner child write a letter to you. Channel your inner child. Just And the way I like to do this is I like to sit down and ground myself and Think back to the earliest memory I have, whether that is a good one, whether that's a bad one, whatever it is, I like to think back to my first memory that I can remember clearly, not maybe by videos, not by pictures, but clearly that memory of myself. I like to think about it and I like to say, okay, what does my inner child want to tell me? What does my inner child need healing for? Where is my inner child still broken? And where does my inner child want me to grow and fix those patterns? And to me, the first actual memory that I can think of is a really sad memory, actually. It's a really hurt memory, and it's from a time where I felt ignored by my parents because they were busy working, and my brother was busy playing with my grandpa. It was a, such a silly thing, and I feel, and I still feel that hurt, meaning my inner child still has work to be done there. But that's actually my earliest memory, not by pictures, not by old videos, but like what I physically remember doing. I can remember my writing that letter. Um, but literally it's so silly and I'll just sh- share it with you guys. But basically we're in India. We go to India as my family. Um, we used to go twice a year at least. And so I spent a lot of my life over there and my grandpa lived there. We have a home over there. And so I was basically in our room and I woke up from a nap and I was looking for my family and I couldn't find them. And I went into my grandpa's room and they were all there and they were like, hey, come back later. We're talking about adult stuff or something. But my brother was there and my brother's five years older than me. So he is older, more mature, but I was so hurt by that. And so I went back into the room and I wrote a letter. Like I like, I love writing obviously. So I wrote a note that said, I'm not important. Don't talk to me anymore. And I like laid down and stuck it on my face, which is so depressing and like so sad. I'm literally laughing because it's so crazy. Like what our inner child and what our inner children, the way we process different things, like them just saying, Hey, like come back later made me feel like I'm not important and nobody loves me. Like literally that extreme happened in that moment. They probably don't even remember. They didn't even mean bad. They weren't even mean to me, but it hurt me so badly because I was just so excited to see everybody after I woke up from my nap and they clearly weren't excited to see me at that moment. And it hurt so bad. And that's truly one of my earliest memories that I remember of myself because it was so prominent. And there's a whole nother thing with memories that we altercate our memories. We only... I think it's we only remember our memories correctly, like by 40%. Like half of our memories are distorted anyways. 
Um, and that's a whole nother podcast topic, which I think is so interesting. But anyways, that is my first memory. And so writing a letter from that version of my inner child and saying, this is what my inner child needs that and writing a letter to myself as if I am that inner child gave me so much clarity as to what I need more of. I want more clarity. I want more love. I want more just feeling like I'm important. And that doesn't mean I need it from other people. That means how can I cultivate that within myself? How can I create that feeling of importance within myself? I'm not saying that if your inner child needs love from people around you, you go get love from other people around you. I'm saying, how can you take what that inner child needs and create it from within yourself? And that's where the true, true magic and reparenting happens. And by starting off with saying, I am important just as I am and repeating those affirmations to your inner child and saying, inner child, I love you. Inner child, I hear you, I see you, and I am going to help you feel better. And that's what I literally do is I start to communicate with my inner child, whether it's out loud, on paper, or mentally even, just intentionally is so powerful to acknowledge the presence of your inner child will heal so many of your deep, deep traumas that you might not even realize those silly little memories play a huge role into. So just a quick little recap. Today, I invite you to first start off by writing a letter to your inner child and then letting your inner child write a letter to you through you. And so you do that by thinking of and recalling your earliest memory and whether it's a beautiful one or a sad one, what does your inner child want to tell you? And then based on what your inner child wants to tell you, start creating affirmations and speaking to your inner child with that love and nourishment because you can reparent your inner child. You can reheal and help your inner child feel whole and nurtured and loved because in the end, that's what they crave. So I hope this podcast episode was super helpful and inspiring. And I hope it opens some beautiful doors for you to work with your inner child. And I am so grateful you were here till the end of this episode. So thank you for being you. And I absolutely love and adore you. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So how did you like today's episode? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And before you leave, I wanted to just say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for spending some time with me. If this episode or any of my content has ever inspired you, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review in the iTunes podcast app and just share this with someone you care about. The more you guys leave reviews and share this with people, the more I am able to create more content for you and that's what fuels me and keeps me going. I am so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today and until next time, I'm sending you lots of love and lots of healing energy. Bye!